I'm going to, for the next few weeks, play a podcast series on grants. Now, what a lot of people don't know is if you go to the Amplify website, amplifyonline.info, the link is down in the show notes below. You can just simply go there and say, hey, what describes you the best? And then you can choose, I'm a writer, or I am an online marketer, or I'm a business leader. Uh, Multiple options there. One of them is this, I am a nonprofit leader. And if you choose that, it's going to walk you through options for you, whether you want to choose from content, you just want the information, or coaching, you want options for group or individual coaching, or even contract work. Can make that selection too. It's going to lead you through the nonprofit framework. One of the core issues with nonprofits and that framework is money. Now, most people jump into a nonprofit based on the mission, not the money. Every person I know that leads, um, this is true of churches, but really we're talking about nonprofits that are, you think of them as 501c3 service organizations. They're feeding the homeless, they're building houses, they're working in the inner city, they are helping people overcome drugs, uh, rescuing victims of human trafficking, they are uh, serving veterans, they are all these other things, helping people get their GED, job placement. Every single leader I know in a nonprofit world, got into it for the mission, not for the money. Uh, but Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, this is a great verse. Wine makes the heart merry, and money is the answer for everything. Now he's, he's probably quoting some ancient philosopher or something, and there's probably a little bit of jest in that. But the truth is, it requires money in order to move the nonprofit forward. But if you got into it for the mission, your skill set is probably the mission. Your focus is probably the mission, not the money. But the catch-22 is you can't do the mission unless you have the money. Now, nonprofit organizations receive donations from uh, donors, uh, in fact, with one of them, I mean, we, we've identified seven different lanes of income streams that you can, uh, as a recovery center, you, you can use seven income streams. One of the biggest is grants. And that's what I want to talk about on this series. I wasn't going to bring you in here to do the intros for these. That would be me. <laughs> but, but I thought, <laughs> Speth is in here. But I thought for this one, we need to, do you remember the first time that I tried to show you how to write grants? I do remember that. It, that went so well, did it? Well, it, it did. And in our defense, we were just learning how to work together. Like there could be a whole series of working with your spouse um, and just what that entails. But yes, you tried to teach me how to write grants and it just didn't go so well. I could really see that you had a system. It's just you wouldn't slow down long enough to teach me your system. And I just gave up. Really, I think I, anyway. So I just remember thinking, (laughs) 
you need to write that stuff down in a way that people can actually follow it. Because, because you, if something were to happen to you, I, there are certain parts of, of our business that I wouldn't be able to continue doing no, without no, Just you. rewind all that. You rewind. You, know, you just gave up. But there was reason because it was so... Conf- yeah. Like it made sense to me, but it was so confusing. I there, knew yeah. exactly what I was going to do and exactly where to get the stuff. Because I've been doing it for two decades. But when you got to it, it was like... Well, it felt it felt very overwhelming. And then the thought of, you know, maybe not getting the grant. It's like, pff, why even bother? So much because pressure. It's, yeah, and it's not even pressure. It's just there's so many moving parts. And unless you're organized in the way that now I understand, you... The, just even the simplest part that you probably know, but putting it in writing in that condition, like it, it's overwhelming sometimes. Well, I think I think what happens for most nonprofits, because they're rightly focused on the mission, is they do what you did, which was my fault, because I was expecting you to help me do something, and I didn't give you the tools to do it. Well, I just didn't have all of the information. So that's... Yeah, or, or the tools. I guess it's exact. Or the We're system, saying the same whatever. thing different ways. Yeah, I, but I think I think what most nonprofits do is the exact same thing. They're like, oh, well, just forget about it. Like, I, I guess just that's not for us, or we're not meant to do it, or you know, we'll just. Or like some somehow grants are for other people. Like yeah. the process is like this hidden hard thing. But I mean, these are people that their gifting is wanting to donate and and give their overflow to other other people. It's the way that. There used to be this stamp. I, I will never forget this. I'm going to hope that I get it right. But I would help my mom and dad do <laughs> statements for their business, like way back when I was really little. And the stamp said, please pay us so we can pay them and they can pay him and he can pay you. I said it right. Wait, that is in- unbelievable. Wait, so, so please pay us <laughs> so we could pay. Yeah, so like if a statement was overdue, yeah, like yeah. 30 days or 60 days. And this is when we would print them out and like the whole family would put them in envelopes. And if anything was over 60 or 90 days, we would stamp it. The whole concept is, is like you can't stop up the flow of money. And some some people have purposes to give. And you're, you've got to do the steps to receive. I don't know. It just all goes all... I don't know. i got off track. Right? No, it, it makes sense. I, the unique thing is so many times, you're right, you might not get the grant, but you just nailed something I hadn't even thought about bringing up is that the people who are making the grants are people who have self-identified for the most part. Now, we've received some anonymous grants um, at Crosswinds, which is phenomenal. However, most grant makers are not anonymous. They have self-identified and said, we want to give money. Our purpose, part of our purpose, is to give money to organizations like yours. And you can usually go to them uh, on their websites and their company information, and it will say exactly what they give to. Anytime you make a grant, you have the opportunity to present your mission to somebody who is self-identified. But the problem is, it's all confusing and overwhelming. And if you don't have a system in place, you just give up. So, finish this statement. Oh, goodness, I love these. If you want something done right, you gotta... Give the person the right tools when you teach them how to do it. Oh, I wasn't going to say you do it yourself, but you, I know. Know, you got the right one. That's but, it. Yeah, but you, you... You can do it yourself, yeah. or you can write it down in the right way 
so that they can actually do it. Okay, so that's what we've done here. For the next few episodes, I want to I roll into a series on grant making. We've got a grant making course, we've got a grant making worksheet, the information down below, you can get absolutely free. Uh, in this first episode, we want to explain who the grant makers are and where do you find them. Here it is. For the next uh, several modules, I'm actually going to walk you through the process that we use to write grants. Now, now, if you are a nonprofit or you're wanting to start a nonprofit, you know that one of the biggest issues is how do you fund this thing? How do you keep the machine going? You've got to continue placing gas inside of the tank. Uh, you know, a lot of times people want to separate the idea of ministry from money or separate the idea of the funding mechanisms from the good work that you do every single day. But you know, as well as I do, uh, because I've been in this industry for 20 plus years, that you can only do the good work that you can fund. And so if you can set in place a system that is income generating, it's going to basically get greater results with less stress. It's going to help you move forward uh, from really where the organization is to where you want it to be and continue uh, helping you do the work that you do every single day. So in this lesson, we're going to talk about really how to increase your revenue with grants, how to create a grant writing and income generating system that gets greater results and works with less stress. Uh, I'm sure that will be beneficial for most of us. Let me give you an overview of the training. Here's what we're going to cover. I've got six different modules in here for you, but I want to make sure you just kind of know where we're heading. Uh, we've broken these all apart on the replay so that you can visit the parts that make the most sense to you or just kind of target your biggest point of need. So number one, we're going to talk about who the grant makers are and where to find them. That's always the big question is where do you find the grants? I'm going to show you how to do that. Number two, we're going to talk about what you need in order to qualify for those grants, both in objective and subjective items. So what I'm saying right there is there are things that every organization, every nonprofit needs to provide to the grant maker. There are also subjective items, things that are specific only to you that you need to give the grant maker. So we're going to tell you exactly what those are. Third, we're going to highlight when and how to apply and how often should you or how often can you do this. Fourth, you're going to learn the best way to view grant writing and how to, here's what I say, when, even when you don't win the grant. So each time, let me just kind of give you a precursor to that. Each time that you submit a grant, you have the opportunity to tell someone who has identified themselves as a funder, as someone who regularly, routinely, as a matter of the cause, the mission of their organization, gives out money to nonprofits like yours. Every time you write a grant, you have the opportunity to tell that person about your organization. And even when they don't fund you, it gives you the opportunity to move that relationship forward. Five, we're going to talk about the workflow that actually works so that you can do this ultra part-time and still get massive results. Um, let me highlight this to you right here. 
if you are the CEO, the executive, the director, the whatever that title is, you're running the organization. You might even be doing it so, somehow as a solopreneur. In the early days of a nonprofit, you need money so that you can even grow this thing. And when you start off, I, I've been the only staff member in a nonprofit before and, and grown it to the point to where we had 15, 16, 18, 20 staff members plus interns. In the early days, I was doing everything and writing the grants. And so I had to learn how to do it ultra part-time and still get the results to fund the machine so we could keep everything going, do the ministry that we were doing, do the work that we were doing, and be able to hire staff. At some point in the future, I had people that were helping me do it. I was still doing a lot of it, but, but I was never in the position to where I could do this full-time. And here's what I'm saying. You don't need to do this full-time. Uh, you don't need to take your eye off the ball. You got into this and to doing the work that you do at your nonprofit, you got into it in order to do the ministry, in order to do the service of people, the clients that you reach, the difference that you make every single day. You did not get into it to sit behind the desk and to request money. And so what we're going to do is we're going to give you a step-by-step -step strategy that you can do ultra part-time so that even if you are the one doing it for, for the, you know, as far as you can see future, that you can still spend the majority of your time doing the good work that you really feel called to do. My guess is you don't feel this innate call to raise money. You just realize that you have to do that in order to keep everything moving forward. And so we're going to create a strategy here, a workflow that will enable you to do that in module five and in six. Think of module six kind of as the junk drawer of this course. Other things you need to know about grant writing. And, and I would say it's just kind of like the junk drawer you have at your house. Everything in there is not junk. There's a reason you don't get rid of it. There's a reason you don't throw it out. And it's precisely because you know that the moment you throw that out, you're going to need that pair of scissors or that phone charger or that adapter or that what that coupon, that whatever it is that's in there. There are things about grant writing that, are, that I really couldn't figure out where do I place them in the other modules here, but they're so important that I wanted to highlight them. And I thought the best place to highlight them would be kind of as we're winding down, kind of as we're ending this to say, hey, here's more important stuff that you absolutely need to know. And so I'm going to highlight that for you all right there. All right. So uh, that said, let's get started. Hey, friends, this is Andy taking a break from the podcast. From the main content, I wanted to come on and tell you uh, to take a look down in the show notes down there below. All those links and that information at the bottom of the explanation of this episode, you're going to find a link where you can download my grant template absolutely free. It's a PDF. It's a worksheet. You can download it, print it, pass it out to your team, pass that out to people that are grant makers, give it to your board of directors if you're running a nonprofit, and really start pulling together the core essential information that grant makers want to know from you. I tell you this, most grant makers ask for the absolute same exact stuff. And so if you have, as we say, 
an objective list of the things that they are all going to ask that are absolutely the same for every request, regardless of what that request is for. If you have that filed somewhere, and if you have it where you can easily get to it, you will save yourself so much time in the grant writing process, and you will honestly uh, bypass a lot of just the mental angst of sitting down in the chair to finally focus on this. Uh, secondarily, there is another template, uh, part of the template that's there about the subjective elements that are in every grant making request. Now, these really have to dial in with that specific ask, the unique project uh, which you're requesting funding for. And so if you'll go through those questions and really start dialing that in, you could build a filing system on your computer, in your notes or a Word document, a Pages document, a Google Doc, and literally cut and paste into multiple requests. We tell you all about how to do that in our grant making course called Grant Making Machine, uh, but that template, that workbook, that PDF, uh, less than 10 pages long, absolutely free, and it will help you focus and dial it in. I say this a lot of times to uh, other leaders and nonprofits, other people who write grants. You know, you really got into this to focus on the mission of what you're doing. You did not get into this to chase the money, yet you know like I do that you can only take the mission as far as you have money to fund it. You think about it in a car analogy, you must have gas in the tank. This template and even that course that it references will empower you to do that with far less stress while reaching greater levels of success on the fundraising side so that you can really ultimately focus on the reason you got into this in the first place. That is the mission. Take advantage. That information is all down below. Who are the grant makers? And so I want to highlight that for you, module one, who the grant makers are and where do you find them? That is one of the major common questions that we receive over and over and over. So let, let me just maybe say it like this. In grant making world, there are two types of grant makers. The first is private charities and foundations. The second is government grants. Now, for the purpose of this training, I'm going to highlight private charities, private foundations. Um, we're gonna focus on them. Government grants generally require more paperwork. They take more time to apply for. The answers don't come back as quick. Um, you can get them for larger amounts because it's government, but as is the case with most things government, it is a bureaucratic uh, firestorm. There's a lot to it. So my advice to you is this. In the early days, specifically, go with the private charities and foundations. And as you learn that process, because the government grants are a lot more complex to apply for, as you learn the process of private charities and foundations, move to and perhaps add the government grants. Now, I'll also say this, the government grants are for a lot of things that probably you don't even do. Um, so if you're doing prison reentry, you can probably get a government grant. If you're doing something about racial reconciliation right now, you could probably get a government grant. Uh, some of the other things that you're doing, you probably wanna get funded more quickly 
that a government grant might take. Sometimes it can take six, nine months, a year or more to get those government grants in place. Uh, they often require a reporting person. So you got to have somebody full-time on staff that's going to manage that grant. In other words, it is a cumbersome process. Right now, uh, keep your eye on the ball of the good work that you're doing every single day. In other words, the ministry that you got involved in, and that means early on, you probably want to start. In fact, I would say not probably. You definitely want to start with private charities and foundations. And then uh, if you so choose, in the future, you could move to government grants. Now, I will say this. There are agencies out there uh, that are free. In fact, some of them are government agencies where you can get on their email list and you can say, hey, I want to know when you guys release uh, what's called an RFP, RFP request for proposal. And so get on those email lists early on. Uh, just do the search and you can find out about government grants. But for my purposes, I'm really staying in this lane right here, private charities and foundations. Here's another reason that you want to do this, and I'm going to highlight this later on in the training, but I want to go ahead and let you know about it, is one of the essentials is to find out who the gatekeepers are at these private charities and foundations and build a relationship with them. And you can do that with the charities that are all throughout your city and even a little bit in your region. And as you do that, I mean, these are people that really – uh, they might not be the official decision maker, but they interact with those decision makers. And those decision makers really rely upon these gatekeepers. And so if you can build a relationship with them, then it's more easy for you to get funded. And uh, I would say you can build a decision maker relationship uh, with people that are at the local banks, that are at the local charities, uh, that give money, that are some of the local foundations. Um, that's far easier to do. Uh, it's difficult to build a relationship with a bureaucracy. And so in the government world, you know, you may get the same person every time you call, but you probably won't. In fact, 99% of the time, you will not. So that's another reason. Build a relationship with private charities and foundations. So here's where you can find the grant makers. That is the big question that we receive all the time is where do you find the grant makers? How do you find it? Let me give you three ways to do this. Number one is you can do an online search. You can go on to google.com. You can begin searching. There was a man named Linwood who used to work with us at Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. And Linwood, just about two to three times a week, would send me an email and say, in fact, we had it down to a, not a science, we just had a system. He would find one. And I had this list of stuff that I would want from Linwood. Let's say, okay. What's their name? Uh, give me maybe who their contact person is. Uh, find out for me how many dollars they have in assets and how much they gave away. Now, those are important questions. We're going to come back to them. Uh, let me know the things that they fund, what they've given money for. And I would even tell them early on, you know, we, we were, still are, funding a lot of projects that have to do with helping veterans find healing from past hurts related to serving the military and deployment, and then helping them not only heal, but identify their next mission, their purpose, as they move back to the home front. And so I really wanted him to kind of sift through some of those grant makers, and he was able to do it and see if they fund things related to or similar to or specifically that. And with that narrow of a niche, Linwood found two to three 
a week. Now, did they all give us money? Absolutely not. Did a lot of them? Sure. I mean, we've received funding this year from people that Linwood found two to three, four years ago um, that we've now received money from multiple times from an online search that was cold. Uh, you, you can do that too. Number two is here's how we find grant makers. You look at organizations like yours and you find out uh, who are the organizations that do what I do and I look on their website and then determine who's funding them. So if you do helping, let's say, let's say you help homeless people off the streets, you house them, you help rehabilitate them, and you help them find jobs, you do some job training, you help them work with mental health issues or what's kept them trapped up, and then you help move them, make that transition back to their own, to where they now are housed. Do a search online. In fact, you probably know who the organizations are in your city, and not just in your city, but in your region. Maybe not even in your region, maybe some of them are national, and you find out who's funding them. Most of these grant makers will, now not all, we, we have some anonymous grant makers, have some phenomenal relationship with them, and, and you know, and they routinely remind us, hey, don't let people know that we, we gave you this. Like, we just want to be anonymous behind the scenes, and uh, that, that's just how they roll with all the people they give money to. But, but many of them, banks, many of them, uh, charities of public corporations, many of them, just other local charitable giving avenues, you know, they're going to want you to acknowledge them on your website. And so look and see from organizations like yours who are doing what you do and see if they have a page of donors, of organizations that have funded them. And that's going to help you see who you should then begin looking for. Number three is this, pay attention when you're out going to public museums, when you're watching films produced by nonprofits, when you are at schools, when you are at parks, when you are at other locations where you know, hey, these organizations gave money to this, I might could reach out to them to see if they'll fund me. Uh, I tell you, one day I was walking through Regents Park in downtown Birmingham. I had taken the boys to watch a baseball game of the Birmingham Barons, and there were all these bricks there. And all the bricks had, you've seen this before at colleges and other places, that's a great place to find grant makers. Uh, you've seen these bricks where they have these names chiseled in of all these individuals that give money, all of these. If you look at some of the larger amounts, you're going to see corporations and foundations. And many of those corporations have a nonprofit arm that is a charitable giving arm. And when you see that, just snap a photo with it. Uh, you pull out your iPhone, pull out, you know, if you've got an Android, whatever, pull it out, snap a photo. And go, All right, put that in the file, do a search and see how do you apply to this person? Because if they gave money to a ballpark, if they gave money to museums, a little bit different ballgame. But if they gave money to something public, they may very well give money to what you do. And we receive grants from organizations, foundations that I 
saw at Regions Park. Just stumbled upon it by paying attention. Now, here's what you need to know about these grant makers, who the grant makers are. Grant makers are people that in their charity, they set up an organization and the mission of their organization is to give away money. Now, they do that for all sorts of reasons. They do that for tax benefits or their donors that said, hey, we want to give away money for tax reasons. Or you have corporations that say, hey, we're going to, because of our charter or our organization, give a certain amount of money back charitably. So that's what they do. In the same way that the mission of your nonprofit is to help people coming out of prison. In the same way that the mission of your nonprofit is to help inner city kids in the same way that the mission of your nonprofit is to feed people or to train people or to build homes or to, you know, somehow touch senior adults or to whatever it is that you do. There are organizations who have said that their mission is to give away money. And so that's who the grant makers are. And now, you know how to find them. Here's the pro tip. Start now. Begin today, literally right this moment, and make your own database of grant makers. And here's what you want to include in it. You want to include who they are. You want to include when they accept requests. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the differences in that in a moment. You want to include how they accept those requests. You want to include the amounts that you can apply for. Now, some of them are going to specify, hey, you can apply for $1,000 to $10,000. Or we accept donations or requests for donations of 25 or less, or you can apply for any amount. But, but I'll tell you this, you need to pay attention to the amounts that they're giving out. Now, you can find this on an online search. Uh, if you look up, now write this down. I didn't put this in the notes. Uh, write this. In fact, let me just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a note in here. I'm going to literally create this slide in real time. Uh, let's choose a color for this slide. Uh, let's do that right there. Let me do this. Look up GuideStar. Uh, just do a search on GuideStar, guidestar.com. Uh, they actually take in uh, the Form 990 uh, from all nonprofits and from charities, and they can tell you other nonprofits and what grants they receive. They can also tell you what some of these charitable donation giving funding organizations are uh so that's a good place for you to start looking but start right now make a database and let's say this right here it doesn't make sense to you for you to apply to a foundation for uh fifty thousand dollars just make up that number if they only give forty thousand dollars a year away it would make more sense for you to apply for five or 10. It makes no sense to apply uh, for $3,000 to an organization that only gives away donations of $20,000 or more. So by kind of zeroing in and looking at the data of how big is this organization? How do you do that? You do the online search or you look at organizations like yours who've gotten funded you know, or you pay attention to public acknowledgments at museums. Sometimes they'll say, hey, this person or this group of people that's acknowledged on this plaque gave 5,000 or more or 10,000 or more. When you start paying attention to these things, it lets you know not only who they are, but it also lets you know how much you can apply for. And there's going to be other things that you need to know 
that you need to place in that database. Uh, so what are the other things you need to know? It might be, uh, sometimes my notes are real random on my database. I'm gonna show you what they look like in a moment or in one of the other modules is sometimes those notes will include, hey, they only accept donations at certain times or they want you to do a short donation form first, uh, which is really great because then if they approve that, then you do the longer donation form. Um, or, uh, you know, they, uh, th they want to help with certain, certain niches within the niche of what we do, you know, or some of the, some of the notes right there, most charitable organizations will not give you money for an event. So if you're doing a banquet, hang it up. They won't fund it. Most of them, uh, they won't give you money for operating expenses. Most of them. Um, they won't give you money, most of them, for capital improvements. Now, some will. So when I see a grant maker where there's an anomaly like that, that's something I'll write down. Most grant makers aren't going to give you money to shoot a film. So, again, when I see something like that, that, hey, they fund films, I'll write that down because, hey, that's just, that's just something that kind of highlights to me that's something else that I really need to know. Okay, so that helps you see who are the grant makers and where do you find them. Here's a question that we receive quite often is, how can you help? Or, or sometimes people say, well, 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 can you help me in my situation? And that always reminds me, oh, we need to bring more clarity to our messaging and dial in our website and our communication a little bit more. As you might know, this is an ongoing process. And so I've received that question enough. I thought, hey, let me just bring some clarity to that. There are really three broad ways that we can help you. Uh, number one is some people come to us and they say, what I need is really just content or information, whether it comes in the form of a book or a mini course or a full-blown masterclass mega type course with downloads and worksheets and all of those. So a little bit of information or a lot of information, we can help you in that lane. That means you're really wanting to publish a book or create a course or amplify your message or learn about the systems and processes that we use, understand how the publishing game, the messaging, dialing in your message works, but you really think, hey, if I have the information, I can do it. And so if we can serve you in that level and you just need the content, that's something that we can do. Um, if you are in a second group of people, some people say, well, I, I really prefer coaching and interaction. I, I want somebody to walk with me through the process. Now, when we do that, coaching, we always provide you with information and content, but we start a different sort of relationship to where we interact, whether that's a group coaching community um, that's larger and open to a lot of people, or whether it's a more unique small group mastermind or even one-to-one -one coaching, we can serve you at that level and we can give you the content and walk with you. And then there's a third group of people that say, hey, I, I don't necessarily just need the information or 
the coaching and the interaction, I actually want to engage you to implement this for me. I want to talk about contracting you, whether it's to ghostwrite my book or it's to advise on a situation or it's to help me build out a scenario or a framework or whatever it is that you might feel like you need we can help you in that lane as well so whether it's again just to repeat number one content and information we can do that or whether it's coaching and interaction we can do that or that third level uh, really contract and implement the stuff for you turnkey done for you projects we can do that as well here's the best place to go best place is to go to the homepage of our website and there's a button that says start here and it'll take you to the bottom of the page where it just says which one of these best describes you and so you just choose I'm, I'm a business leader or I'm an online marketer or I'm I'm new or I'm a writer I'm a speaker I'm a nonprofit leader I'm whatever it is that you are choose that and then you just tell us on the next page I, I prefer content and information or I really want to talk to you about coaching and interaction or I prefer contract, implement it, get it done for me and whatever you decide there, it will take you to the next best step. Questions, comments, there's a button at the top that says contact us. We always reply, same business day. I'll talk to you soon. Because we really want to help you amplify, that is multiply, monetize the mission, the message that you have to shape the ideas, the words that are in your head and share them with the world.